You're tuning into Engaging Walk. My name is Drake, and this podcast is for all couples, whether you're married, in a relationship, looking to be in a relationship, or even single and just looking to learn more about the topic and learn more about what what entails being in a long-term committed relationship. This podcast is for you. We want to thank you guys for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, follow us on Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, and you can even find us on YouTube and Pandora or anywhere that you get your podcasts, really, where you should be on all stations. All right, so today's episode is particularly for the males. For the guys out there, if your wife is pregnant and you're looking for new, different ways or if you're just like trying to talk to somebody that or hear from somebody that has been going, going through the, the experience in real time, you've come to the right place. So my wife, just for anybody that is trying to establish like a relationship relational um comparison my wife is currently 32 weeks pregnant as of tomorrow she'll be 32 weeks pregnant so that is right at the tail end of the third trimester the the baby is due at 40 weeks so that's eight weeks left and there's a lot of changes that happen throughout but as but particularly, you can see these changes happening and developing almost day to day once you get to this stage. So we'll be talking about that and getting into what sort of things you need to be looking out for in this in the, um, in the pregnancy. How can you support the mom? What ways can you really help her? Uh, what what sort of responsibilities are you going to be taking on during this time? And it can be a really challenging time, not just for the mom, but for the dad as well. And that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. Again, thank you guys for tuning in. Like, subscribe, all that. Without further ado, we're going to be getting into it. All right. So in the initial stages, just so in in case you haven't done much research or this is a new topic for you, in the initial stages of the pregnancy, there is a lot of things that are going to be changing, not just for the mom, but also for you as well. And the pregnancy normally lasts about 40 weeks. It's divided into three trimesters. And the first tri- each one has its own distinct characteristics. Uh, now, I forget the exact uh, week, but I'm pretty sure it's around like week 14. Uh, so at, at week 14, around there, from week f- uh, one through week 14, from then, that's, the, that's going to be the first trimester. Second trimester, I'm pretty sure, is going to be between week 14 to 28. And at 28 weeks is the start of the, for sure, the start of the third trimester. And that's from week 38 all the way through week 40. So a lot going on. A lot going on in those 40 weeks. And um, so first we'll be talking about the symptoms. Uh, We're going to be getting into the first trimester. So first trimester, you're going to be hearing a lot about uh, morning sickness, what goes on with the morning sickness. You're going to be hearing a lot about the body changes that are going to be happening. And it might take actually about like four to five weeks before your partner might even realize that she's pregnant, whether this might be your wife or your girlfriend, fiance, whatever stage you're at in your relationship, your, your partner's like, hey, you know what? I feel like I'm pregnant. Go ahead and uh, if you if you want to find out like right away, I would just go to like CVS, uh, Walmart, any place where you can get 
a few of the pregnancy tests. You can get them and you can find this and you know anywhere that you can there's so many locations you can get these at and use one at home, keep some extras at home and in case you know it's a uh, in case she's negative, she's not you know, she's not pregnant, you know you you never know you might need them in the future. Just for like a quick response. It also makes for a great souvenir for if you do have the baby or if you are not saying if you do have the baby, if you if the if the mom is pregnant, then and you are having a baby, then it is a great uh souvenir to keep as like, hey, this is how we found out about you, you know, for your for your your son and your daughter. Uh so always keep that in mind. So it's uh, it's it's a great way. It's a great way to find out, you know, you're pregnant. And for ladies, it's also a great way to show, you know, your family members. So I remember my wife when she found out that she was pregnant and she used the uh, the pregnancy um, the test that that was like how she told people like she just showed them a picture or just like she, like video called and like showed them the the um the the positive result and that was like saved her a lot of words saved her a lot of emotion you know and really you know let people know like hey this is for real we're you know we're having a baby so uh you know going back to that stage um so around like week eight you should be having the ultrasounds and the ultrasound is going to show not really much it's just, the baby almost looks looks like like a peanut like you know the baby's got like their cute little arms and you a distinct head and body and i remember just like my heart like melted when i saw our daughter um in the womb at the first time and like and it's 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 really surreal so around like week 8 you know, you're really going to see, uh, you know, a figure in there. And the figure looks, it looks really unique, man. It's so cool. It's really, really cool to see. And during that time, you know, your 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 partner's probably going to be going through a lot of morning sickness, a lot of headaches, and a lot of fatigue. I remember especially fatigue was the big one, that my wife was just like constantly tired. She was sleeping a lot. And with that, you're going to have to step in, you know, as the, as the man, as the, as the husband, you know, you're going to have to step in and pick up on the cooking, the cleaning. Um, not, you know, not saying that those are just solely the responsibility of the mom, but just, you're going to have to do more. So I would be really tired. I'd come home from work and my wife would be sleeping. Dinner wouldn't be ready. Didn't like not even close. Uh, Laundry needed to be done. And instead of being frustrated, um, instead of being upset, I'd have to put on my, you know, my sympathy, my empathy uh, hat and just be like, okay, her body is changing rapidly right now. You know, cravings, cravings happen like late in the second trimester, third trimester. Though That's actually kind of like the fun part of like just like getting random things to eat or like you know, having her feel satisfied through uh, the meals that she's really craving. But the first trimester can be really difficult too because you don't see anything. Like there's no baby bump. You know, all you know is that she's pregnant. She feels tired. She might be throwing up. She might be, you know, sleeping all the time or not all the time, but very, very often. And all and every pregnancy is different. And that's the thing is like, and it's so... I'm not saying it's unpredictable. There's certain levels of 
of um, consistency across pregnancies, but every pregnancy is different. And you just sort of get accustomed to that fact that like, hey, my, you know, my wife, in this case, my wife is like really going through it. So let me step in, even though I'm really tired from work and she's been home, let me uh, get the laundry done. Let me get her feeling comfortable. Let me feel, get her, you know, feeling good. So, you know, getting her in the bathtub, uh, getting her feel, you know, her favorite meals, you know, massaging her, you know, all those things can really help make her feel comfortable, make her feel like cared for. And I think it's a great thing. It's a great feeling also. So, you know, and I feel like there's also a lot of personal satisfaction that goes through that. Now, from what I've read is that men also go through a biological change during a pregnancy. But I'm pretty sure from what I've read is that this only really occurs if you are living with your spouse or your or your partner that's that's um that's expecting during that time your body as the male is going to be going through a decrease in testosterone and this might be nature's way of making us more sympathetic and making us more empathetic to what the woman is going through and providing that extra support and empathy that's needed in order to make sure that she and the child are well taken care of a lot of things are going to change you know, you're taking her to and from the doctor's appointment. You're taking her around town. You're doing a lot of the driving. It's going to change the way that you drive. It's going to change the way that, like, you prepare for drives because you might have a lot of, like, you know, extra pillows, extra things in the car to make her comfortable, extra things to, you know, that cushion her, you know, her behind so that she's not, like, on, like, a hard seat if, like, you have, like, an older car or if you have a lower car or a car that doesn't really do deal too well with um, bumps. The bumps are not gonna not gonna be good, so always keep that in mind. Always keep her comfort in mind when you're traveling. Um, we did a nice long road trip actually while my wife was pregnant, and instead of using my car, which you know you feel every bump, we had to get a rental car that was nice and high off the ground, and really provided that stability so that my wife wouldn't feel uh, uncomfortable during the during the uh, the long car ride during the road trip. We went up to Sequoia and. and um, Yosemite National Parks. We have a whole episode and a whole video special on Engaging Walk on our YouTube channel if you want to check that out. So you can just type in Engaging Walk Yosemite or Sequoia and that should pop up. Definitely give it a look. Uh, So anyways, as the first trimester progresses, it'll be probably probably around um, week 12 where the ultrasounds are going to look a lot more like a baby and it'll probably be you know like a like a you know arms legs everything it'll probably probably also be around that time that you will get the a blood result that will indicate whether your baby is um, a boy or a girl now for the sake of transparency i was thinking that the baby was a boy it's just something told me like, hey, the baby's a boy. And the baby is not a boy. The baby's a girl. So I remember when I, my, my wife wanted to be um, surprised. So, and she wanted to have a gender reveal party where I revealed the gender of the baby to her. And I remember having this like state of like shock, like, man, I'm going to have a girl. And for the fellows out there, I know that like, like we all like, oh yeah, you know, I don't really care either way as long as the baby's healthy. 
Yeah, but there, but to be perfectly honest, there's probably a, a a side of you that's like, I would really prefer a boy, you know. Maybe for most people, I know for me, I was like, I'd really prefer a boy because like we can do all these like fun things together that like I can't do with a girl. Well, that was like kind of like limited thinking, and I remember like this having like, this state of like shock, like I'm gonna have a girl, like one day some boy's gonna come to my house, wanting to date my daughter, and like. I'm not going to want that. And like, it's just, there's just, there's so many emotions going on at that point for me. And then I kind of just like got over it. And mind you, this is probably like a span of like five minutes. (laughs) I'm in the bathroom. Like it's a girl. The baby's a girl. Okay. The baby's a girl. And I was like, okay, well that's, that's fine. That's okay. This is what God gave me. I'm, I have a girl. And then as time went on, I became way more comfortable with that fact. Not just in terms of like being comfortable, but like really being happy. Like, man, man, I have a girl. I have a little beautiful girl. And she's going to be my my daughter. You know, and there's nothing that says that we can't do all the fun things that I want to do with my son with her. In fact, that will make her well-rounded. Like we could still do boxing. You know, I can still teach her to work on on cars, how to work on anything that I like to work on. And as a matter of fact, like she can play and she can she can still play instruments. There's plenty of like my drummer to my band is a female. So like I could teach her how to play the drums or whatever instrument that she wants to learn how to play. And we can do all those fun things together. And that's just going to make her well-rounded and that's going to make her cool, you know, and I think that there's, yeah, there's so much beauty in that, man. Like, I'm, I don't know, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to having her here. It's only two more months. And when she's here, like, man, there's going to be so much, uh, there's going to be so much to look forward to and so much to, like, develop with her and, like, interact with her. And, you know, she's going to be an amazing girl. And I'm really looking forward to having a girl. And, and I think, I think that really helps along the way to get to know the baby or at least in your mind because the baby's still in the mom's womb, you know, (laughs) but having the baby, you know, knowing like, oh, this is a baby, this is a baby girl because what that allows you to do is name the baby. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is in my case, my daughter's name is Olive and you know, she might be in my, my wife's stomach right now. She might be in her womb, but you know, I can still sing to her. I can still write, read her books. We can still interact. Like, and then this is this will, this will be in the second trimester. We're gonna get into that a little bit, but you know more. But you know, feeling the baby move and interacting with the baby happens, and calling her name and talking to her and writing her letters. All those things can occur, and I think that can really and really does help with the bonding experience and getting you mentally prepared. As the dad, of, especially if you're having a girl, to be like, this is my daughter, and like, this is how we're going to interact, and this is how I'm going to communicate with her, and these are the things I want to share with her. These are the fun things we're going to do together, and these are the ways that like I'm going to be her dad. I'm going to be her experience, like her first um, male relationship, and I'm going to model like, hey, this is how I treat your mom. Your mom is everything to me. 
and you are everything to me. And knowing all that and then knowing like what you expect in a relationship from or what your mother what, what her mother expects in a relationship can be modeled and you can show her like this is how a man is supposed to treat you it, like he, a man is supposed to take care of you a man is supposed to look after you a man is supposed to provide for you make sure that you're safe make sure that you are you are the object of of the man's attention and intentions so taking all that into account is like a big responsibility and and I'm just so thankful that God was like hey you know what you're going to have a girl because you're responsible enough to take care of one and to treat her treat her well you know so at least that's how I look at it um I know like maybe not everyone is uh, religious and believes in God but you know, I think that there is a feeling of like, of like that for me that, you know, having a girl and going through the pregnancy with my wife um, has really like uh, been brought to, to my, to my, um, to my mind and to my spirit, you know. So I think it's that, you know, it might be a little bit different for everybody, but for anyone else, but this was from my perspective. All right, so getting back into the idea of or, or like the physiological changes. So now as you get into the second, so the first trimester, you know, again, morning sickness, uh, headaches, fatigue. Excuse me, fatigue is, I think, is a very common one. So dealing with that, I think, will really help, trans, you know, help your wife or your, or your, or the mom ease through all of those new changes and to comfort her and bring her to the appointments, make sure that everything is going well. Uh, this is also the stage in the, in the, um, in the pregnancy that you might not want to let everybody know that you are in fact pregnant because there is a decent chance, not really sure of the statistics, but there is a decent chance of, um, miscarriage during the first trimester and those those can be um really really tough on families so that's a whole nother episode or a whole nother situation that we're not really going to be talking about in this episode but just do know that they do happen and there's lots of ways to feel grief and um and to feel lost during that time a lot of roller coaster of emotions for mom and dad that happens during that grandparents as well so i would you know take into account that fact and to maybe reveal the fact to friends you know family extended family um co-workers and all that that you're having a baby maybe in the beginning of the second trimester. So week 20 is, or around like week 16 to week 20, the mom is really going to start showing. Uh, she's, she's also going to be hitting this like golden period of her pregnancy where she's not so big and she's getting over a lot of those first trimester ailments like uh, morning sickness, extreme fatigue, headaches, you know, 
second trimester is like a really good one for them. They're feeling like a lot more uh, fit, uh, a lot more, you know, a lot more like themselves. And they're not really showing that much, especially as they get, you know, in the earlier start of the, uh, the, the second trimester. So this is a good time to do like a gender reveal party. You're already pretty confident uh, around re- like week 20. You should be able to get an ultrasound that will show definitively, not just through blood work, but definitively whether or not, you know, the baby is a boy or a girl. And nurses can tell just from the um, ultrasound. Now, at that stage, the the pregnancy is like you're you're literally halfway through. You're at week twenty, and your wife might or your or your girlfriend might be going through uh, earlier stages of the you know the famous um, cravings. Now, throughout, there's a thing called like what they call like pregnancy brain, and this is not meant to be insulting. It's, but it is something that I think you will observe in your, in your loved one that she is starting to forget things, that she is having difficulty remembering things, and she might be like in like a brain, like, like a foggy brain is pretty much like how I can put it, and that's not meant to be insulting. Like that is, they people say pregnancy brain, but it's really just like brain fog, and. I think given the circumstances, that is totally understandable. And I think as you know, the husband and the father, you need to take that into account. So you need to check with her and be like, hey, babe, no, again, don't be insulting about it, but just let her know that you're there for her support because she might forget things like appointments. She she might daily actually it's recommended that the that the that the mom continues to take her prenatal um, vitamins. So every day I ask my wife, hey, babe, have you taken your, pre- your prenatal? Most days she forgets, like literally almost like almost every day. She's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Let me go get it. Oh, yeah, I forgot. But that's okay. That's why you're there. You're there because your body is relatively not going through many changes, if any, uh, other than like what we talked about, like a inc- uh, decrease in testosterone. So you should be there to be like, hey, babe, do you take this? Hey, babe, do you need something to eat? Hey, babe, like, are you, do you need some water? What can I get for you? Um, make this as easy as possible for her. It's tough. And then once she, the, uh, once she starts getting get into the third trimester, you will really see it. Now, speaking of the third trimester, your wife, uh, your, you know, your spouse, um, the mom is really going to start showing around week, 20 like i said week 20 16 around there but she's going to start getting a lot bigger uh in terms of her stomach and the you know the baby bump at around like week 26 we and and you can see on a chart that the baby's growth at that point like once you get to the, to the third trimester which is week 28 the baby goes from like a relatively small weight you know uh, I don't remember exactly what it is, but you can see like, okay, the baby's like half an ounce. Next week, the baby's like, point, you know, 0.62 ounces. And then it just keeps going up gradually. But 
at the third trimester, the baby will be like three pounds. And then every subsequent week, the baby is like an additional half a pound. Which I think is pretty crazy, you know, especially... And then you start seeing like their stomach get really big and bigger and bigger. And though their their belly is stretching and you just need to be constantly checking in with them. You know, it would really help also if you help them in and out of the car, not just into the car, but out. But like, hey, like I do this every time with my wife. Hey, babe, wait for me. She's in the car seat. She's in the passenger seat rather. And she's like, yeah, let me, uh, and she's always like ready to go. I'm like, hey, babe, wait for me, please. So, you know, last thing you want is, and always keep this in mind, is you don't want your wife or your, you know, your, you know, the mom overexerting herself in any kind of ways. Either it be lifting heavy things, picking things up off the ground, uh, especially once they start to get to this this stage of the pregnancy, um, moving moving heavy objects, uh, getting in and out of the car by themselves. You know, depending on like how your bathtub is, you know, or if you have like a walk-in, cl- uh, you know, tub you know, or, ba- or a walk-in shower rather, you know, make sure that like there's plenty of safety uh, devices there. Like there's rubber matting, everything like that to make sure that your wife or your, you know, your, the mo- your, your mom, the mom can get in and out of the shower safely. Uh, last thing you want is for her to slip, you know, hit the baby, hurt herself, hurt the baby go into preterm labor. Um, so also you want to really be driving safely. You know, I, I've noticed a big change in my driving that like, I won't say a big change, but like, a, or at least a, a, a nominal one where I am like, or marginal, is that I'm like way, way more cautious, especially of like the passenger side. When you're the driver, your natural instinct, you have to be, definitely be aware of this also. Your natural instinct as the driver is to get yourself away from the danger. And to have a blind side on the passenger side. Most victims in accidents are the passenger. So if if you try, if you live in an area where like there's a lot of pretty crazy people driving, like you, you know, there's a lot of accidents, things like that, it might actually be in your in your favor to have your wife uh sit directly behind you, not in the passenger seat. Your natural instinct in an in an accident where the split second split second decisions are being taken place might have it so that you put your wife unintentionally in danger because you swerved the car to the passenger side to absorb the impact. That's your natural reaction. Now, being aware of that might help you, you know, but there might not be a a, a, a suitable substitution in regards to that like again to that split second decision of getting yourself away from the danger so it might be in your everyone's best interest including for comfort to have the, your your wife especially during this this stage to sit directly behind you so that um so that she's in the safest seat possible uh in the in the back side in the back uh the back seat directly behind the driver is the safest spot for anybody to be um, in your car. Uh, so definitely take all those things to into account. Um, yeah, I I would definitely recommend that. I mean, I know that, and then also, you know, traffic might make them uneasy. 
especially in the passenger seat. So this might be the best way, you know, if see again, seeing like highway traffic and where I live in San Diego, like most of the driving is on the highway. So um, having, having her back there is like reduces the amount of like traffic that she has to see. And she sees it from like the driver's perspective, which is like, you know, a different perspective and the more like the safer one. All right. Well, moving on. Um, so getting into the, also getting into the third trimester, like I said, you're going to also going to be have, she's also going to be having a lot of those cravings. So you definitely want to be paying attention to her, um, her diet during this time that if she is like too much on the sweets, et cetera. So there's plenty of, um, material material out there that will show you what is a good, healthy, balanced diet for a pregnant woman. Now they really don't need to be eating too much. And eating too much can cause the baby to be like excessively large and can cause uh, uh, a vaginal birth to be like just not an option if the baby becomes too big. So keep that in mind. Communicate with your OBGYN. Communicate with the midwife. Um, let, let, let them know what the diet is, what you're eating and all that kind of stuff. But what we do is we have like on the refrigerator foods that are good for pregnancy foods that are not good for pregnancy and we have them listed out on like a a chart and then we have good foods that are good for increased blood circulation which you're going to want to have for the baby because blood the movement of the mom's blood is how the baby is absorbing and getting all of their nutrients so this can also really help with effects uh, or with the um, conditions like preeclampsia so having that increased blood circulation blood flow and then also having foods that are good and generally for pregnancy, there's there is some degree of overlap. So research those, get those foods on there, like like foods like dark leafy greens, um, like cayenne, fish. Like the, there's and there's certain levels of safe fish and fish that are not safe for them to eat that have like higher levels of mercury. So make sure you do your research on that. And then also, um, you know, fruits, vegetables, yogurt, all the, uh, actually, I'm not really sure about yogurt, but um, actually, I think yogurt was on there. Berries, uh, all those things are really um, going to help. Onion, you know, pomegranate, th- all these things are really going to help with uh, blood flow and then also making sure that the baby and the mom are getting great nutrition during this time because they really, really need it. And then also plenty and plenty of water. Make sure that you're on top of, you know, mom and making sure that she gets plenty of water uh, and get it for her. Just be like, hey, babe, can I get you some water? Uh, Make sure also that they're relaxing. Make sure that they are like, hey, go ahead, take a... If they have spent the whole day on their feet or if they spend a decent amount of time on their feet, that they come home and they can relax, lie down on the couch, get some rest. Maybe take a 20-minute nap and then check in with them and be like, hey, what can I get you? Is there anything that can that you need? You, you really kind of like almost want to spoil them during this time. Uh, also, another thing that can really be helpful during this period, of, which is a, you know, later into the third trimester, is a pregnancy massage. There are people out there that specialize in pregnancy massages that can, you know, make mom feel good, get the, the, the pain that's off, you know, help support that pain that's on her lower back and you also as the dad want to be taking a lot of these um child labor classes with the mom 
you know, uh, child development classes with the mom, breastfeeding classes. So that way, if she's stressed out um, and she doesn't know like what to do during those times, you know what to do. And then you can tell her like, hey, during this time, you know, this is the first stage of labor. You know, you're just going to be having lots of contractions. So let's get you up. Let's get you moving. Let's get you drinking water. You have time before you go like into deep labor and before the baby's going to be delivered. So let's get you breathing. Let's get you feeling comfortable as much as you can. Let's get you moving. Um, the second stage, this is what's going to be happening. You know, do your research. Know what's going on in the woman's body. What, I, you know, we get it. We're not the ones that are doing it. But it'd be like if you go on a road trip with somebody, right? And there's nothing more annoying than going on a road trip with, with somebody. And then like you're doing the playlist, the Spotify playlist. Like you're the one that's navigating. You're the one that's driving. And then your, your, your co-pilot is just like sitting there on their phone. Like, yep, I'm just along for the ride. No, bro, you're, you're the co-pilot. You're the one that should be like navigating. You're the one that should be on top of the playlist. You're the one that should be like making sure snacks are coming in and out on the road trip. You know what I'm saying? Like you should not just be leaving everything to the driver. You're the co-pilot in this. So know what's going on. And I feel like every time I go to um, like a like an OBGYN appointment, like I already know everything that the OBGYN is going to tell us about this stage of the um, of the pregnancy because I've done my research. I know what's happening. And I've done a lot of the research that I need to know on like what's happening, what's going to be happening during labor and delivery. Again, you're you should be the one that knows the schedule and know uh, and and we're going to get into birth plan in a minute. But you're the one that should know this so that you can coach her. You you haven't delivered a baby, but at least you got to think about it, man. Like she is about to deliver a baby; she's going to be in pain. She is going to be like really, really needing your support. And if you're just like, I don't know, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. Then you're not really much help. So fellows out there, make sure you know what's going on. Make sure you're well read on the subjects. Make sure that you're doing your research. Instead of looking up, you know, TikTok, TikTok videos on like UFC fights, which I love, man. I love UFC. I love MMA. Instead of looking up videos on that kind of stuff, Pepper in there some, you know, prenatal, labor and delivery, all that kind of stuff. Uh, do some research so that you can talk to your wife about it. Be like, hey, babe, you know, maybe let's look into like what we're going to do with the placenta. Are we going to encapsulate it? Are we just going to donate it? What are we going to do with that? And this all goes into the birth plan. You want to be available with your wife to discuss what's going to happen during the birth plan. Um, what? How is the baby going to be delivered? Uh, am I gonna? Are you as the father gonna cut the umbilical cord? Um, are, are you as the father, you know, going to know like where and how to massage the mom, you know, to make sure that she's getting that pain relief from the back, like on her lower back, and making sure that she's like as comfortable as she can be during the delivery. It's gonna be very painful. It's gonna be very. It's it's gonna be a very like difficult experience for her. And, and for you, so be there and know what's going on um, so that way you can actually be supportive. Get your baby bag ready for her and for you and for the baby. Make sure that you have a checklist of like all the stuff that you're going to need for the delivery. 
you got you know your phone chargers the um the nipple covers so they get the relief um postpartum kits you can get a a nice postpartum kit from target or from walmart i think it's called like freedom mom where they got like the underwear the um it's a like a a peri bottle that that way they, they have like a portable bidet so that they can use to clean themselves they have ice pads you know for their vagina you know that she's got um extra underwear pads you know uh you know postpartum pads all those things she's gonna need extra clothes uh maybe like a book to read or you know or like you know obviously like her phone things like that but maybe something that can help her you know she's probably not gonna be really feeling like reading too much but maybe if your wife is like that's what really brings her some calm calmness is like you know maybe getting her like a book or things that she really likes scented candles or maybe not scented candles but you know or like um lights dimming lights uh things that that will really help her feel peaceful during that time so make sure you have all those things that you're discussing it a lot of women have like the idea of having like a labor and delivery playlist you know so it's like hey babe you need help with like your playlist you know do you like to make sure that the the speaker's charged make sure that you got everything that you need and then also for you make sure that you have like all your clothes you know, um, that you bring some extra pillows, um, that you make sure that you definitely bring that car seat. You're going to need the car seat. Another thing is if you have, um, we're going to get into the, this is like more like material things that you're going to need to set up in a bit, but make sure that you also have like, uh, the car seat set up in the car well before the, um, the pregnancy, uh, not pregnancy, I'm sorry, but before, well before the delivery. So that way if like, Hey, maybe she's two, three weeks early, um you're not like oh man let me go grab the car seat you know make sure it's in there also now would be a good time to start doing some walks if you have a dog with the stroller uh and and mom so that if you do need to go on walks with the with the dog when you know that you have a newborn that you know in the stroller that you're not you know doing this for the first time with the dog and the stroller uh another tip for dogs is make sure that when you're going home uh, with the baby that you as the dad might want to go home like a little bit early, check in on the dog. You know, hopefully you got some family there that can take care of the dog, but then also make sure that you bring like some side, some sort of scent from the baby, a blanket that was, you know, with the baby. That way you can um, get the dog acclimated to the smell. Maybe put that blanket inside your dog's crate where your dog sleeps so that they know what to expect. Okay, last thing I'm going to talk about is going to be setting up the nursery. Now, you're going to need all this, your basic nursery stuff. And I'm sure like you've also done a lot of, you know, if you're if you're a dad that is like listening out and like trying to learn more information, is make sure that you're you're doing all the setting up for things like the stroller, the the bassinet, crib, um, you know, getting all like the breastfeeding devices. The, like a, you know, and then also making sure that the nursery looks good, like it looks inviting and welcoming for a nurse, like for a for a baby. Now, for the first year, the baby's most likely just gonna sh- and should be sleeping with mom and dad in the bassinet by the bed. That doctors all recommend um, separate sleeping, but in the same room, so that the baby has a um, a bassinet with no objects in there, nothing that can really like hamper the baby. 
or cause the baby to um, to suffocate and really decreases the chances of SIDS. SIDS is, SIDS is its own topic, which I'm not really going to be getting into, but just know that like infant deaths happen, and unfortunately, and they're like they're human beings that are completely reliant on you for their safety and their comfort and feeding and all that. So, you know, not to try to sound scary, but I'm, I'm scared myself. But there's a lot that you have to do to prevent um, chances for the baby to, you know, have an accident like that and then, you know, and, and lose and then lose the baby. So definitely take this all very seriously, but also have fun with it. Make sure that the, you know, the nursery set up, that you have um, devices there for, you know, fit psychological uh, development and mental development and um yeah and physiological development you know so there's a lot that goes into it there's a lot of research out there that will really help you hopefully this podcast really helps um and this episode helps with like letting you know letting you know like what you need to expect during this time as a dad but you are the you are your wife's system of support and the more she can come to rely on you during this period the easier it's going to be on her the easier it's going to be on the baby as well. So with that, I'm going to be wrapping up today's episode. Let me know what you guys think in the comments. My name is Drake. This is Engaging Walk Podcast. Please like, subscribe. Let your friends and family know about the podcast if you guys really like the material, if you guys like the content. All right. Also, if you want to visit our website, we have plenty of material, new other episodes, video specials, other materials that you might find helpful over there. Uh, at www.engagingwalk.com. Again, my name is Drake. Thank you guys for listening.